Miwadi households struggle without power from Thailand. Quick police promotion spurs action. Move forward suspects foul play and controversy over illegal shares. And more drama between rival taxi drivers in Phuket. Well hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host Kira Mack as always and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. Now before we do get into the top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. Now also hit that notification button so YouTube will let you know when the show is next uploaded. And if you do get a chance, don't forget to give us an old share on social media. So if you like listening to us on Podcast Player as well, there's a link down below in that description where all the available what podcast players are and finally if you like the show if you want to support the show you can do so by buying us a coffee and link down below in the description as well so now that's all done and dusted let's jump into the top stories doing the rounds here in thailand today now miwadi households struggle without power from thailand Ordinary households in Mawadi, Myanmar, have been hit hard by the decision to cut off the supply of electricity across the border from Thailand. But big Chinese investors are unaffected. Their huge complexes are brightly lit as usual at night. Thailand's Provincial Electricity Authority cut off supply to the Miwadi Power Concessionary on June 6th at the request of the Myanmar government after the contract expired. People and cargo continue to cross the border in Maesat district of Tak as usual. Tong Chai Mani Sorn, owner of the border Pier 23 in Maesat, said disconnecting the town had little impact on Chinese investors in Mawadi and their huge complexes. They had their own generators. However, the impact was obvious on ordinary Myanmar households. Local mobile phone networks were disconnected and they had to use ice to preserve fresh food because their fridges were not working. Well-to-do families bought their own generators and were little affected. Householders with less money pooled their resources to buy generators they could share. Demand from Mawadi for generators and ice from Maesat was high. Generators were sometimes unavailable in Maesat and buyers had to wait for days for suppliers from other provinces in Thailand. Regarding mobile phone service, subscribers of local mobile phone networks were completely disconnected because their networks depended on electricity from the Thai side. Mobile phone remain usable for the Mawadi residents who use services from Thai providers and stay in border areas covered by Thai networks. There are no significant impacts on the new town zone of Chinese people because they can afford generators for their buildings. Since the power stoppage from Thailand, they depend on their generators, Mr. Tong Chai said. From the Thai side, their buildings are seen illuminated every night as usual, he said. And isn't that always the case? The people who can't afford it are the ones that are always always put out the most by it and affected by and it it is really sad to see i i don't understand why the myanmar government would say turn off the lights on their own citizens i think that's wrong Uh, i think everybody has a right to electricity and in this kind of case it's completely just as far as i'm gonna say disgusting to leave people without electricity like that and the inability to preserve food and you know have just basic amenities hopefully something is done about it very very well but myanmar is a very strange place at the moment and it's certainly not a country i'd be visiting anytime soon but moving along to another story which a little more police corruption quick police promotion spurs action 
National Police Chief Police General Damran Sack has ordered a panel to amend the commissioned officer application process following reports of the swift rise of a young female police officer from a lance corporal to captain in less than two years. National Police Spokesman Police General Archion Kraitong said General Damron Sack had acknowledged the issue, which more broadly involves concerns over high-profile individuals and celebrities becoming commissioned officers after enrolling in a 17-week training course. Police General Damron Sack had assigned Police Kittipat to set up a panel to amend the regulations concerning the admission and promotion of commissioned police. The eligibility for commissioned officers will have to be transparent. The recruitment must meet police division's demands and the force will offer more places for commissioned officers to police who are non-commissioned, Mr. Archon said. The panel will also look into training courses certified by the police, which allow non-commissioned police to be promoted to commissioned officers once training is completed. Police General Archeon stated that the seven-week training course was originally offered to children of deceased commissioned officers who would like to be eligible to be commissioned officers. The course is also offered to people from various fields whose skills are in demand by the police force, he noted. Last week, the Poon Tamarut Facebook page posted how one woman who did the course started as a police lance corporal in late 2021, only to be promoted to sub-lieutenant two months later. The woman, believed to be in her late 20s, became a lieutenant in June last year and then captain earlier this month. On Sunday, former politician Chuvit Kamafazit posted on Facebook that another young woman rose in rank within an unusually short period. She had a luxurious lifestyle and often travels abroad, which a police salary could not match, he said. Move Forward Party spokesman Rangsi Man Rome said that the MFP would probe the eligibility of those enrolled in the training course. Mr. Rangsi Man said that he is reviewing previous years' lists to gather evidence on alleged bribery and corruption in the unusual recruitment of commissioned officers. And this is really being brought to the forefront and attention basically because one of these commissioned officers, one of these female commissioned officers, has a very uh, notable and kind of a TikTok account. And she's been publishing week after week her, her daily jobs, what she's doing. It all looks very glamorous, by the way. She's got hundreds of thousands of uh, followers on TikTok. And of course, it's her own fault if she's now going to be investigated as to how she rose from one position to another in two years so quickly, which is really unheard of. It isn't in the Thai police, by the way. If you pay, you can get promoted. And that's how it basically works in the Thai police force. But nevertheless, she has kind of brought this upon herself. And this whole situation has been brought out into public because people don't know when to stay quiet. This is the problem here in Thailand sometimes too. You get into a position of somewhat power, um, you achieve things that maybe you shouldn't really have achieved because you got a helping hand and they need to broadcast it throughout the world to everyone. And this is exactly what's happened in this case. I do hope things become fair. I hope when Move Forward Party, if they do form the next government, do start to look at the Royal Thai Police and start to reform it because as most people know at this stage, it has become very, very corrupt and it's not really doing the job it's meant to be doing. Now, let's move along to the next story. And I, I know a lot of people uh, were asking about the story from the last day's show. And it's in relation to uh, Pita Limjanarat, the Move Forward Party prime ministerial candidate. And I was going to go through the actual uh, story that was in the Bangkok Post and Thai PBS. But I found a much better breakdown from a woman, a Thai citizen. 
and I was reading her thread on Twitter about this and I thought we'd use this as the base of the story today because I think this gives a really good mindset into how Thai people are thinking at the moment and basically how ridiculous this whole story is but let me just go through it first and she starts off by saying I'm old enough to remember that Thailand used to know election results within one to two days and had a new government within a week. Also Thailand used to have a fully elected senate which after a coup became half elected and then after another coup fully appointed. We've regressed. There was a military general who one day seized government power with a coup. By the way, treason punishable by death in Thai law, illegally detained elected politicians and anyone who disagreed. He tore up the last constitution, wrote a new one, gave himself and company eternal amnesty. The election commission, constitutional court, which what have you why have you never questioned the qualifications of this coup maker as pm but now a politician who challenges the status quo is treated like a criminal suspect because his family has 0.0035% shares in a defunct tv company now that's beyond absurd what ludicrous about the spin supposedly uh, from peter supposedly holding media shares is that the largest shareholder of itv clearly stated in its financial report as of the 31st of april 2023 that's two weeks before the general election that itv was no longer an operating business yet the ec said it has enough factual evidence to pursue a criminal case against peter for running as a political candidate despite knowledge of himself having a forbidden qualification that is holding media shares peter is accused of holding media shares remember by the way 0.0035% in a former tv company that no longer has an operating license that has no tv channel no income from media operating for over 10 years its business is now closed due to litigation. Litigation. Those shares aren't even in Peter's name. Now certain media outlets and talking heads in Thailand are in full steam reciting a mantra that Peter won't make it as PM, insinuating that horrid karma facing him is so insurmountable. He won't make it. He should have known, etc. They are certainly going hard at it to swing public opinion. But a bomb dropped last night on the whole media share spin. Investigative report from the uh, Channel 3 News exposed a conspiracy to change status of ITV company from non-operating to operating on paper. Video recordings of the ITV shareholders meeting shows the chairman stating that ITV was not in operation. The ITV share fiasco started when a Bumjai Thai Bangkok candidate, previously by the way with the Future Forward Party who is now the Move Forward Party, two days before the ITV shareholding meeting, that a certain party leader to brace himself about media shares, thanks to the uh, PPTV News and Thai Channel 3 News for the expose, it has now become clear that the ITV shareholders meeting minutes uh, uses evidence submitted to the election uh, commission against Peter, stating that ITV was still operating in accordance with the company purpose is false based on the video recording. And it goes on a little bit more to talk about some other things. But this is the general logic of what has happened here in Thailand. So Peter owns shares. Well, they're not his shares. They're his father's share. And he's holding them in trust after his father passed away. He couldn't get rid of the shares really because, well, they're not worth anything. And who are you going to get rid of shares to if they're not worth anything? But basically what happened was, was that at this annual meeting, the chairman of, of ITV was asked, are you a media company? And he said, no, we're not doing anything. We're just in litigation with the Thai government. And once that's finished, 
we can wind up this company because you know we don't want to continue anymore but because we're in litigation we still have to continue trading somehow the minutes of the meeting went from what he said to saying yes we're a media company and these minutes are what were submitted to the election commission as evidence of peter holding shares in a media company now what's even stranger now is the itv have uh, decided they need to have an investigation into this but basically the itv chairman is the one who's instigated the investigation but it's investigating himself because he's the one who signed off on the minutes of the meeting so it's all very strange but plenty of shenanigans and deceitfulness going on here i think what this shows is that there are certainly certain elements within thai society at the moment who do not want peter to be prime minister of this country there are many reasons for that some are scared that he may get rid of the 112 less majest law Others are afraid that he's just going to try to stamp out corruption in this country and their pockets are going to be severely affected. And I actually think it's that one. I think people who have been so corrupt over the last, you know, 20, 30 years are worried that they're going to start to change laws because they have such a majority in the uh, parliament that they're able to do what they want to do. And there's very little anybody can do to stop them. And that they're going to start to take money out of these big wigs who've got lots of money, who've been sucking the country dry for years, and they're going to try redistribute it to people, give people chance a chance to make a living. You see even the, the simple thing with the whole idea that you have these people who want to brew their own beer, who you these big companies, Sing, Leo, all these, they don't want this. They want the monopoly of what they do because they don't want these local microbreweries opening up and selling their beer. And people might be like, well, it's pretty good beer. Maybe we'll stop drinking Singer for now on or Leo or, or Chang or whatever is out there. And this is just one thing is the monopolies that exist in Thailand. They're looking at getting rid of these monopolies, opening the country up, opening the markets up to different people and getting rid of regulation. And I think this scares a lot of people in this country because, well, it's going to affect their bottom line at the end of the day. But I'd love to know your opinion down below in it all. What do you think is really going on here? As always, comments down below in that comment section. And by the way, if you're listening to this video, hit the old like button and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And finally, more drama between rival taxi drivers in Phuket. A local taxi driver allegedly tacked and jumped onto a mobile application taxi car with a foreign passenger inside in the Telang district. Miss Ben, last name withheld by the way, 35, a female taxi driver, filed a report to the Chernthale police on Sunday. She told police that she picked up a foreign passenger from the Bolt application in front of a restaurant in Bangtao. Local media uh, noted that the Bolt application has been certified by the Phuket Land Transportation Office and that was about two weeks ago now at this stage. Uh, suddenly a male taxi driver rushed at her vehicle, physically hit her taxi and jumped onto the front of her vehicle. She drove away quickly as her foreign customers were frightened about the incident. She asked her passenger, whose identity was withheld as well, about the incident and the foreigner said it was scary but Phuket and Thailand was are very beautiful and the foreign tourists will be back for sure. After her foreign customer arrived at her destination, Miss Ben then filed a police report and she also had dashcam video of the incident. Miss Ben stated that she has all the proper documentation to be a taxi driver for Bold and has as much right as any traditional taxi driver to pick up customers. Police are reportedly looking into the incident. So yet again, the Phuket taxi mafia up to the usual tricks. Intimidation. This is my area. I can only take fares from here. You cannot do. Get out of my area. The usual stuff that you hear from these taxi drivers here in Phuket. Now I do hope, and we've seen some great words coming out of the Move Forward Party politicians who have been elected to represent Phuket, that they're going to take on this issue. Because we all know that Bolt has been approved as one of the apps that can be used to pick up taxis here. It has already been proven that nobody has the right to 
stop you picking up or being picked up anywhere. But these guys are still at it. They're still with their intimidation and their violence. And it needs to be come to an end very quickly because it does not do Phuket any justice. It affects the image of Phuket, as we all know. And Phuket is starting to get a name for this. It, it kind of had it, but it's intensifying now as each month goes on because there's more and more stories coming into the news media zone and outlets and like myself even, we're always reporting on it. And, you know, it gets out there and it, it doesn't look good for Phuket and people are turned off by it at the end of the day. And finally, just to really update you on the story about the Russian restaurateur who uh, had an attempted assassination last week. So the Kazakhstani gentleman that was arrested at the airport has been charged. The police have been very tight-lipped. We don't know his name. We know very little about him. Actually, we know nothing, which is very, very strange because the Thai police normally like to talk about these things, but this is something they haven't been talking about. So there must be more to this whole story than meets the eye. Hopefully we'll get some news maybe during the week about it and we'll bring it to you as always. And again, folks, that's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.